Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. And welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes. To the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside, inside quotes. quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Hmm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inside Quotes, episode 10. I'm Jeremy, and I am four foot three. I go to school, and I have a little European in my blood. And I'm Jonathan. This summer, I got an awesome bike. My brother snuck me into an R-rated movie, and I'm playing football now, so I gotta wear a cup. Wow. Oh, and none of my grandparents died over the summer. Better than Gilbert. Yeah, Gilbert. <laughs> He's sleeping on the couch. <laughs> My mom and dad got in an argument, so my dad's sleeping in my room, and I'm sleeping on the couch. <laughs> oh, and a cat head got run over. <laughs> I love that. So dark. So dark for the first day of school. Everyone's talking I know. about all the bad things that happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, uh, you... the girl who said her grandparents died, did you know who that was? That was Brenda Song. Yeah, I didn't recognize her. I just looked at the credits afterwards. I think I like, remembered wow. it somehow. I yeah. remember that, but yeah, Brenda Song is the, who did she play? She was in Sweet Life. Um, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, yeah. Zach and Cody. Windy Woo, Homecoming Windy Warrior. Windy Woo, Homecoming Warrior. <laughs> well, this week we are covering a very, very obscure movie. Um, it's a remake technically, but it's like a movie remake of a TV show, Leave it to Beaver. Yes. And that's what Jonathan picked this week. Mm-hmm. And it's a classic. It's a classic. It's not a staple, as I would say, but it's a classic. But very, very quotable, though. That's it's why quite we picked quotable. it. It's me and you yeah. talk about this movie quite a bit. <laughs> we do, but we never really watched it that much. Yeah, I guess it's just that memorable. Yeah. Memorable. I could easily say I haven't seen this movie in at least ten years. Well, I was trying to think about that too, but I, I feel like I've seen it more recently than that. But it has been. Well, you've a while. been listening to the score recently. That's yeah. probably why. <laughs> Me and score. Jonathan go through phases where we we share the same Spotify account, and we go through phases where we listen to a a soundtrack or a score from a certain movie of our childhood or any movie, really, and we just like listen to it for the whole week. It's pretty yeah. weird, but <laughs> we like it. But yes, I picked this movie this week because, as I mentioned in our last episode, I'd been listening to the score a lot. But we quote this movie quite a bit. I feel like. And some things we just like don't even maybe necessarily know we're quoting it, but I don't know. This movie made an impact on me from the first time I saw it. I was thinking about that when I when I watched it. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of these scenes really. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to describe it other than just like I just really remember a lot of these scenes from like the first time I watched it. I feel right. like this movie had like an impact on like my film going knowledge for like years to come <laughs> film going knowledge really <laughs> i don't even know like how to describe it other than that um huh. but yeah we can we can get into it in a little bit were you about to say something i was gonna i was gonna say that's part of the reason why we actually started this podcast is so we can actually remember what movies we're quoting when we quote <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah. in real life yeah <laughs> there's half half of our quotes that we say we can't even remember how it was said or what movie it was even from yeah <laughs> yeah so like this, this like inspires you to be into film i well i i don't know if i i quite mean it that way i just mean like so i my memory of this movie is i remember our family rented it probably in the late 90s from blockbuster mm-hmm. um i don't even remember like if you 
Like you may have just been born. I'm sure you don't remember watching this when we checked. Well, this it out. movie came out when I was born. Yeah, ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven. So I don't you know, I don't know how long it was it took for us to see it. I just know it was probably around the time it came out or shortly after. I, yeah. I didn't see this movie in the theaters. But I, I didn't see this movie until I got it for Christmas one year. Yeah. Or something. So did you you asked for it for Christmas? No. Okay, so what I did was I asked for the Little Rascals movie. Yeah. As a DVD. Mm-hmm. And for Christmas, it came in one of those Walmart four packs of like family favorite classics. It had um, Casper in it, Leave mm-hmm. it to Beaver, and Flipper, and yeah. Little Rascals. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty excited such a about good, them all. Such a good collection. It's, it's pretty much um, basically the 90s remakes of TV shows into movies. Wow, I didn't even I didn't even like put that together. <laughs> people people say so much that there's they complain so much about how Hollywood has like no creativity these days, which I mean, it's justified. And they're just doing a bunch of remakes and all that. Mm-hmm. And then how like the 90s movies were so great and original. But like half of them were remakes of old TV shows. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. The Flintstones, Flipper, yeah. <laughs> uh Leave it to Beaver, Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies. They did some, <laughs> they also did the Brady Bunch movies. Yeah. Which were like, those were, I was actually going to talk about it a little bit. What kind of differentiates those from this one is like, this is more of like a, um, you know, they're just playing it straight and they're mm-hmm. just kind of doing it like, like it was the TV show, but maybe a little bit more updated versus like yeah. the Brady Bunch movies are like parodies. They're basically just like making fun of the, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of a lot of in the '90s. There's a lot of uh, TV, you know, remakes <laughs> or whatever, as like film versions. <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun. I feel like none of them have good reviews either. Oh, probably not. But I feel like just a lot I of mean, people. I mean, watching it again this time, I didn't really think it was the best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you got that four pack, but didn't you? Didn't you also have it in a standalone DVD as well? Because I remember I a case so. for it. I remember a case for it of just the movie. I think I had it on VHS. And I don't have it. Okay. I don't. I, I felt like it was a DVD. But... I had it on tape. I'm pretty well, sure I had it on tape, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted it on DVD. Okay. okay. So I had Little Rascals on tape, and we had Casper. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We never had Flipper. We, uh, we never had Flipper. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I had all those on VHS, <laughs> and then I asked for it on DVD because the times were a changing. <laughs> Well, I I did see that Leave It to Beaver has been released on Blu-ray now, so it might be time. Really? To so I might have to upgrade. upgrade. I'm only going to upgrade if I have a the family four pack <laughs> Blu-ray edition. You don't want to hold out for that that 4K Ultra HD release, <laughs> 3D <laughs> Leave It to Beaver, where you can see the steam coming out of the coffee cup. Oh man! <laughs> so um, I remember we watched this. We rented it in the the late 90s. And I don't remember seeing it again until, I think until you got it on DVD. Probably not, yeah. Uh, I don't really, it was a very long time, but I just have, I just remember this movie. I don't know why. So like, there's a lot of scenes that really stick out to me that I really like from this movie. And it's not like the movie is like all that great, but there's a lot of <laughs> quotes from it. And I don't know. I just feel like it, it's, uh, it's better than than people would think it is. I feel like a lot it's of people good. probably hate on it because, oh, it's not like the TV show and all it's this It's just stuff. another remake. Yeah. No, yeah, but it's actually it's actually a pretty good brother movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like in some cases, mm-hmm. um, I was the Beave and you were the Wally. <laughs> Maybe vice versa. Gee, Wally, I never knew you were such a crummy guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that part where... Um, Oh shoot! What was that? Whenever, <laughs> whenever um, they got in trouble at dinner for whenever he figured out his bike was stolen, and they had mm-hmm. to tell him my bike got stolen. <laughs> and then he was like, "I really expected more from you, Wally." Yeah. And then they're going up the stairs. <laughs> Beav is like, "Huh? Parents are weird, huh? I mess up, and they get even madder at you." <laughs> I feel like that happened a lot. And then he just like while he just like pushes him down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Ow! What did you push me down for? And then and then they get up to the room and they're like fighting back and forth. And, yeah. and Wally ends up calling uh, ends up calling him fart breath. <laughs> he's just oh, like, he got so offended. He's like, oh, that's it. I'm telling." 
That's it. I'm telling. <laughs> That's definitely me. That's yeah. that was our dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> and then that whole scene is just like then they accidentally knock the computer out the window. And this yeah. is a scene I like vividly remember them like holding on by the cord, trying yeah, to like, the keep wires spring. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of good good brother moments. It's a good, it's a good father is, father son story too, a little bit. It is. I mean, we couldn't really relate because our our dad wasn't super um, mean. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't very abrupt and abrasive. Uh, he, he was a good dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm throwing shade on Ward Cleaver, but. <laughs> well, I I watched a uh, the uh, Siskel and Ebert review of this movie. Uh, mm-hmm from back in the day and Roger Ebert actually liked the movie. Uh, Siskel didn't, which isn't, I feel like that's not very su- surprising. Always he like always like hates on all of them. <laughs> There's always a critic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, they were talking about, he Siskel was talking about how he didn't like any of the cast. And he was like specifically calling out like uh, the guy that played, played the dad. He was just like, Oh, he's just, he's just too mean. He's too mean looking and all this. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like he doesn't play very likable roles for the most part. So it's kind of hard to see him uh, in this. Um, what else was he in? The only thing I remember him from was a random episode of Home Improvement <laughs> where he played his old college buddy. Which I thought was funny because they actually showed a clip of Home Improvement in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He's, actually that's something... Tim Ta- He's cast as Tim Taylor in this movie, Tim Allen. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> um, so what I remember him most for, other than this movie, is... He, well, he was in Happy Gilmore. He was Shooter McGavin. Mm-hmm. But that's not one we were allowed to watch growing up. <laughs> no, sir. Adam Sandler movies. Uh, other than this, he was in Flubber. And oh. he was like, he was, uh, he was like really? one of the, he was like the other, other guy trying to go for Robin Williams. Did he, girlfriend he played, or he played, he played Flubber. Right? <laughs> Flubber. What? <laughs> He played the green goo guy. No, he was just a flying robot. Shoot, that's a good movie. I haven't. That's another remake of an old TV show. What is the nineties? Uh, well, that that's not what a TV a movie? show. Is it? Yeah, movie. It's a movie from that era. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what that... is the nineties? All of our classic movies are just remakes. And I feel like I feel like I grew up on the remakes, but we did eventually like watch all these old shows. Well, yeah, because their parents have to watch something, too. <laughs> um, I don't know how much Space Jam they can take. <laughs> All right. All right, boys, you've watched Country Bears three times today. <laughs> well, uh, time to watch some of our, of our shows. Let's watch some Victory at Sea or Winds of War. <laughs> <laughs> Those are obscure. <laughs> Band of Brothers. <laughs> um, yeah, as I was watching this movie, I pretty much just wrote down like funny things. I I just think this movie is really funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it not is. it's not maybe like structured the best, but it just it, has really good moments. <laughs> it was kind of uncomfortable to watch actually. What which parts? Just the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> like all of all of Beeve's lines are so structured to like they're so meta. Uh-huh. Like he's so self-aware of himself as like a 6-year-old. Yeah. Or however old he is. He looks, I always thought his kid was like 12 years old. But apparently Wally was 12. And this mm-hmm. kid is like four. <laughs> I just see him, his helmet on the football team is bigger than him. I don't know, he's like second or third grade or something. It's four foot three. Oh, he's in the third grade. He's in third grade. Third grade, okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess nine years old. Mm-hmm. He was a small little nine year old. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of. It's not quite the same, but like all his lines are kind of like, like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't <laughs> necessarily are. have like pieces of wisdom, really. But it's just like, I don't know. There's like bits of truth and things like beyond his years, maybe when he says things. Right. But and he it doesn't seems, really intend it, you know, <laughs> seems like the guy who wrote his lines were like pandering to make the parents laugh more than the kids. Hmm. <laughs> it's OK, Dad. Or. What was one of those? What? What? what let's have well, an example. Well, there's a line where, like, when he's waiting for his dad to come home so he can ask if he can join the football team, and his mom is like, yeah. "Is there anything I can help you with?" And he's like, "Oh no, mom, I'm not supposed to be sucking up to you." <laughs> yeah, no. 
I, I was too slick for that. I was not about to tell mom and dad <laughs> who I was sucking up to at the time. <laughs> this ki- this kid actually did teach me what not to do when you're mm-hmm. sneaking around your parents. I'm putting you on the spot, but was it? Do you remember anything that like you were like <laughs> really trying to like ask for or something, and you were trying to do, trying to get, um, like the bike? Yeah, I remember asking for. I think I was in probably like sixth sixth grade, seventh grade, mm-hmm. and I remember all my friends were getting uh, Nintendo DSs over the summer, mm-hmm. and then we were playing Mario Kart, and I had to borrow everyone's DS, and I was asking for one for that year but i had no idea i was gonna get it and then out of nowhere it was exactly like the birthday scene only it was just like at family dinner it wasn't really a birthday party uh-huh which we'll talk about that birthday party in okay. a little bit but um i do remember like asking for it and not expecting it and like always stopping and looking at target or walmart or whatever seeing if it was on display seeing if i could play some mario kart or something yeah. <laughs> and i was just like that was the thing i wanted that summer and i tried to save up probably saved up like 20 or 30 dollars from doing random chores mm-hmm. which was like <laughs> we would probably do like a dollar per chore yeah like, i think i'd get like five bucks to mow the front lawn and mm-hmm. five dollars to do the back <laughs> you never resorted to like pulling out your teeth for tooth fairy money huh i did not no. <laughs> i liked my teeth too much i was too scared <laughs> I wasn't gonna pull them. I wasn't gonna pull my teeth until they were hanging on by a thread. <laughs> yeah, dude, me too. Actually, my first tooth that I lost, uh, Coach Hastings, um, it was during school, and it was hanging on like a thread. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "All right, we're taking this out right now." <laughs> I was like, "Can I just eat my lunch?" <laughs> He's like, "Nope, you can eat it after." <laughs> so he just he he basically like doesn't even pull it. He just touches it, and it just falls out in his hand. And I was like. Are you, did you pull it yet? <laughs> he was like, no, I didn't pull it. All right, hurry up and take it out. I'm freaking out. And he was like, no, look at this. <laughs> I was like, what? What were we talking about? Oh, getting money, earning money as a kid. Yeah, I was asking if you had any schemes of trying to like ask for ask for any gifts or anything like that. It was really hard. To, oh, so it wasn't really a scheme, but <laughs> I do remember um, asking for it and like doing extra chores. Yeah and do being more helpful around the house just mm-hmm. so I can like maybe one day get some more money to save up for it myself. <laughs> but then I wasn't told that I was getting this obviously cause it's a surprise, but it was my birthday mm-hmm. and you come out just like Wally did wheeling out the, uh, the bike and you come out and you hand me the gift and he's yeah. like, all right, this is from mom and dad. <laughs> and I was like, what is it? And then <laughs> I was like, it was a calculator. And I said, oh, thanks. There's nothing more, nothing I like more than an educational gift. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say it was the actual <laughs> Nintendo DS Lite Black Edition. And I was super ecstatic. And I said, thank you, Mom and Dad. You guys are the bestest parents in the whole universe. <laughs> I gave him a hug. And then I played that thing for hours at a time. Yeah, I love how, like, he gets, it's like the 90s, and he gets this, like, desktop computer, and he's just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> thanks. I feel like... Like, kids did not care about a computer in the 90s at all. No, they didn't. But if today, oh, man, if they got a, if they got a laptop today, mm-hmm. kids would freak out. I feel like it'd be... The, or it'd be the a gifts would have been, like, like opposite. Like, yeah, it'd be like an iPad. Yeah. But if you got a bike as a kid... It wouldn't be as exciting as a tablet. Well, well, well. How the turntables. What about you, Jonathan? Did you do you have any? Did you come up with any like I, schemes I, or anything? I I can't really think of anything other than I think it was kind of similar. It was just like I feel like what happened in our house. There was things that we wanted, and we'd always be told like, "Oh, we have to save up for it." So mm-hmm. we'd like do like chores around the house or whatever. But, Kids biz. Well, we <laughs> we would never end up like saving up the actual amount. We just like pay like a partial amount, and then like mom would like buy it, like pay the rest of it. Yeah, that's a gift. Yeah, like oh, you I earned it. We got it for you or something. You can keep that money you saved or, or whatever. But um, we I learned like a lesson happened. and a gift, and we got a gift. Yeah. So I'm actually going to use that tactic. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. 
but really he was getting i mean really this whole movie is like about him like you know getting advice from people not like trying to do the wrong thing but just like getting bad advice from like eddie and stuff right <laughs> and getting taken eddie advantage stuff. of because he's too naive i hate eddie <laughs> i thought eddie was so cool but he was not oh uh, one of the things that I I thought was funny in this movie was the running gag of like all the stuff that Beaver's done in the past. And then they're like, <laughs> they, then they mention the garage and like the garage wasn't Beaver's fault. <laughs> garage was not Beaver's fault. And if I you was, have to take one thing from yeah. this movie. It's just remember that the garage was not Beaver's fault. <laughs> I'm like, I want to know that story now. And actually I was curious. I was like, Oh, is that a reference to like a specific, uh, leave it to Beaver episode? So I searched, I searched for it and there's some episode about them like painting the garage, but nothing about it like burning down or something. Huh? I feel like that's what's implied. There's like a fire in the garage or something in one shot. Yeah. Well, there's a flashback. Yeah. But yeah, basically the whole movie is just about him wanting this bike. And then one of the, one of the scenes that like really stuck out to me in this is when he actually does get the bike. And obviously like he's supposed to be with Wally after school. And mm-hmm. while he goes in with Eddie and to uh, talk to Karen at the soda shop, <laughs> which is such a 1950s thing. Yeah, I actually I was going to say, like, yes, it's like it's like kind of modernized, but like the town that they live in, like still doesn't seem like it's changed all that much from the 50s. The, the town is stuck in the 90s. It's, the, the town is in the 90s, but it's stuck in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Which is the a nice touch. I, I, I like that. Yeah. But so he's outside of the soda shop and he's like, he's like wiping it down with a rag, trying to keep it all polished and everything. And then that like bully comes up and like starts talking to him. And I just remember this whole, it's just like this whole scene has always stuck out to me. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is how you get your bike stolen. Beware. (laughs) These like every scene in this movie has been imprinted into our minds. Yeah. (laughs) And we can't forget it. Like as soon as I saw it, I was like, wow, this is like iconic. Yeah. But it wasn't because it's a, it's such an obscure movie. It's just iconic to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just uh, the whole time he's like, "Oh, let me let me see the bike," and he just like starts doing tricks on it and everything. And he's like, "Whoa, cool!" Obviously, like cuts away to like some stunt double or something. Yeah, <laughs> some like BMX You're professional BMX? rider. Hold on, I'm just whipping up a little torque. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I didn't even know what torque was, but yeah, that line I, I always up, I had to look that one up in the dictionary. I remember doing that. And then the one, there's the other line where he's just like, it's like, oh, you know any more tricks? And he's like, yeah, I'll show you one you'll never forget. <laughs> and that's Smart when he like, dude. and also the, 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 the shot of him, like whenever, he, after he says that line, it's like, oh, I just got to whip up a little torque. And then he's like doing that, like air walk while riding the bike. Moonwalk. Yeah. It yeah. Was awesome. I was like, that's cool. And then he just like hops back on and starts like speeding away. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, it's gone. It got him good. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a little bit. Lo- uh, there's a line later. I think it's when he's like talking to his dad about it at the dinner table. It's like I think what happened is he stole it a little bit at a time. <laughs> he stole it at a little bit at a time. <laughs> but one I thing- would have never thought. I'm no, I, if I had to say something about that, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. said that. Yeah, like that's such an adult thing. Like introspective or like it's more like an insightful way of yeah. saying it like he's a philosophy major exactly as an eight-year-old <laughs> uh right after he gets it stolen and like wally comes out and he's like you know in tears basically on the sidewalk and he tells him what happened and wally's like oh beef how could you let that happen and i was just like what else is he supposed to do <laughs> he's tiny he's four foot three he's he goes to school and has a little european in his blood exactly this kid is just <laughs> gonna rip it out of his hands he could have what was he supposed to do like he's like oh hang on one second and then like roll the bike inside to the soda shop i just don't understand why this high school punk Mm -hmm. is stealing this little third grade's bike third grader's bike like it's not even gonna it doesn't even fit him he's too big for the bike Mm -hmm. and he has nothing better to do than bully third graders i bet he's such a loser in his own class you know what i this actually did unlock just a memory just now not nothing like not not some like huge long story but i do mm. remember like oh it, it must have been some like cool like trick bike or whatever and yeah uh, that's why i was on display yeah and so i remember going up to our uncle herschel's house back in mm-hmm. like the late 90s sometime and they had like an extra bike laying around and they gave it to me and really? i had it for a little while 
And I don't remember what happened to it. I either outgrew it or like it just it somehow broke or something, which doesn't really make sense to me. I don't know what it would would have broke on it. Like, like the typical thing is like you took it off some sweet jumps. Like the chains always fall off. Oh yeah. You got like three feet of air that time. And I'm not. I'm trying to think of what what brand it was, but I was like, I want to say a it was huffing? a Dino bike. I feel like that was the brand. And I remember like Larry or Justin saying like, "Oh, that's like a cool like trick, like trick bike, like BMX bike or whatever." A trick bike. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And it was like a kid's one, and it was red, like like the one in the movie. And so I was like, "Really? Oh, like a, it's not Did the exact same." Tires? <laughs> white tires no it didn't yeah i was always like oh dude beaver's got a girl bike he's got white tires dog <laughs> but i always felt like oh i've got a cool trick bike like in the movie <laughs> it, dino bike hmm. that is a brand hmm. uh i don't know if these are actually good bikes or not all i know is given to me and i had it for for a few years do you remember um and then not, they're not... and then i got like a green huffy <laughs> for christmas one year <laughs> <laughs> with training with this yeah. i must have gotten that one after the huffy the green huffy because that one had training wheels on it and i eventually like yeah. took the training wheels off but that must have been one that i used in and i remember feeling so cool whenever i could ride a bike without training wheels oh yeah remember that feeling just like the the moment it clicked in your brain when you learned how to do it yeah you were on that bike for hours after that i mean it, it was it, it, for a lot of people, it's a rite of passage. It's their like first it, independence. It is. They can finally go places around the neighborhood that they want. <laughs> you know, we can get to the Japanese plum tree it's way quicker, and then have an allergic reaction to it <laughs> way quicker than usual. When when we <laughs> lived at the house on Holland Street, I I I probably shouldn't have ridden around that neighborhood as much as I did by myself. But, yeah, but I remember I did all the time. <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't as bad when we were living there though. Yeah. Uh anyways, that's where I learned how to ride my bike when our grass died, so we put those uh paving stones. Our family has a yeah, our our family has a curse where we can't take care of grass. Maybe it's just because of the Florida heat, but like our front yard is always just dirt. And yeah. we they just gave up and they just put paving stones over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Anyways, I, I remember falling on those paving stones a lot because it wasn't very level. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's where I was learning. I wasn't <laughs> learning on the driveway. One one thing about this movie that really like stood out to me is the whole side plot with Wally and Karen. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like this had like an impact on me of how I assumed like dating as a teenager was going to was going to be. <laughs> yeah i just assumed it's very like you know tropes of of common you know i don't know common things like oh you go to a boy girl party and and you go to yeah (laughs) you go you play spin the bottle and all this but i just remember that those scenes of that like that party and specifically the scene where they they go to the closet or whatever and they kiss and it like Mm -hmm. fogs up the glass of the door (laughs) i've always remembered (laughs) but yeah i always i always uh even though I was more like uh, Beaver's age when I watched this movie, I may have even been younger, probably like first grade or kindergarten even. <laughs> but I always just remember like, I, because I think it was bef- probably around the time that you were born, but there was like five years in between me and you and five years in between mm-hmm. me and uh, Justin. So pretty much mm-hmm. my entire childhood until like you were old enough to like talk with and hang out with <laughs> was just like me looking <laughs> up to them. So I was always yeah. much more interested in like some of like what was going on with the older kids, I feel like. So I feel like I like really paid attention. Like every little kid is. Yeah, I feel like I really paid attention to this like story with Wally and, and Karen. Mm-hmm. And you are right, by the way, like at the end, like, oh, Karen's the worst. The problem is when I was little, I actually believed her that Kyle needed to talk about things. <laughs> but no, <laughs> she's just a horrible opportunistic friend. I do like what, what uh, Wally says. It's like. Sure, I don't mind. Go, go hang out with him. Seems like he's got enough problems. <laughs> it's obvious he's got a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which shout out? We haven't really talked about the cast too much, but like Eric Von Detten, I always remembered him too because he was in my favorite Disney Channel movie of all time, Brink. Brink. And also, he was in. He was the voice of Sid. It's the only good one in Toy Story. No, it's not. There's a few good ones. 
few good Disney Channel movies. Um, yeah, he was the voice of Sid in Toy Story, and he was the voice of Lawson in Recess. That's right. So he was like he was in a lot of stuff, and I feel like he hasn't done much since he like he was just more of a child actor. I feel like, but like most child actors yeah, do. Yeah. Speaking of child actors, uh, I looked up the uh, the kid that played uh, Beaver in this. His name's Cameron Finley. Yeah. And uh, he really just he I mean, he did a quite quite a bit of stuff as a kid, but really, as of like 2000, he quit acting and it says he's a molecular biologist now. Really? He's, ha- he's actually published like quite a few academic papers and stuff. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> but I checked really out his Instagram. He has an Instagram. And uh, oh, yeah, hey, that kid's got a solid Halloween costume every year. <laughs> he doesn't have to think of anything new. He can just dress up as the beaver. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like. He he recently mentioned like he had his bike stolen <laughs> and he posted a clip <laughs> of the scene where like the bully runs off with his bike and he was like, oh, man, this is just all too real. Deja vu. <laughs> Other than that, there was like no references to like his acting at all. I feel like he's probably distanced himself from that, but I'm sure it paid for his college. Molecular biology. Yeah. There's a few cameos in the movie of people from the original series. Uh, like Eddie, they just played those characters' parents pretty much. Yeah, Eddie's Eddie's dad was the original Eddie Haskell. Uh, Beavers. I hate their laughs, their sneers. It's <laughs> <laughs> a classic. Like it's so forced. Yeah. Because uh, he's like totally fake. <laughs> yeah. Every time he comes over, he's just like trying to compliment Beaver's mom. He's like, "And Mrs. Cleaver, might I add?" For the mom, you're quite the babe. <laughs> He's such a turd. I don't like him at all. But I feel like so many of his quotes are like the crap. what we like, <laughs> what we repeat. Yeah. At least a few of the big ones. Uh, Which are? Well, I always love going back to the scene uh, where they're in the soda shop or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, Eddie's trying to get Wally to go in there to be his wingman. But really, like, you know, Karen's into Wally. <laughs> Because Mr. Because girl. Eddie has the uh, he, when he introduced when he starts talking to Wally about it the first part he like shows this like photo album of like stalker pictures of him, oh like, my gosh <laughs> like her at the skating rink or whatever and he's like taking a picture of her and she's like trying to like block her face from the camera <laughs> and he was like last night I was in her bedroom yeah <laughs> he's like yeah her, Karen and her parents were at the movies <laughs> roasted. Um, but after that, you can tell like Wally's doing all the talking and like Eddie doesn't know what to say. Cause really he's just like too shy or whatever. Yeah. But he comes back out and he's like feeling all cool or Eddie's feeling all cool. And, and, and Eddie's like, or Wally, he says something about, it's like, I didn't hear you say anything in there. And the, the line that I say, like all the time that I've always remembered is all you need is a few sorrowful looks, some well-placed grunts, just like my man. Brad Pitt. <laughs> I always just say that. It's like, all you need is just a few well-placed grunts, just like my man, Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing that always cracks me up about Wally or uh, Eddie that isn't really a quote, but it's when they're when uh, Beaver and uh, Eddie go to like spy on Wally on his date at the ice rink, and they're trying mm-hmm. to like rush back home before. Or that lady, like who saw them out, like calls back or whatever. I say we follow. I say we follow. Good old Wallace over there to the ice rink and spy on that little gigolo. <laughs> Is that what he said, gigolo? Yeah. I didn't catch that. Um, that that whole scene, that whole sequence is another thing that has always stood out to me as like one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Is like when Eddie comes over and is like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Balto with the Beaver." <laughs> And they yeah. record that. I mean, that, that made him really excited because he's like, oh, that's my, that's my brother's best friend. Yeah. Wanting to hang out with me. Yeah, exactly. I like my, my older brother. <laughs> he's like, I'm just using you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> they record that like scary story and they like have that playing in the tent in the backyard. Classic. Classic. And uh, I've always wanted to pull one of those off, mm-hmm. like the Ferris Bueller style. Yeah. The key to faking out the parents. Uh, bamboozles. <laughs> and I love how his like his his dad is just like, uh, I don't know if I like Eddie being so nice to the beaver. 
He knows. He, he just knows something's up. And, uh, but there's two, there's another line there when they're trying to rush back home. And, uh, it's after they like, when they slip through that, like garbage can full of like fish and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so they like smell nasty. Or whatever. Step back, you smell rank. Yeah. Oh, beef, you smell rank. And then he like runs into the pole. And he's just like, yeah, that was a rewinding scene for sure. Exactly. And he just like makes this face and like puts his finger up. <laughs> yeah. Always, I just, that, that's, that's like, like a slapstick scene. When you're, when you're little, you have to rewind these slapstick scenes. Yes. Just yeah. so you keep laughing as hard as possible. <laughs> oh, beef, you smell rank. <laughs> <laughs> you know what scene that I absolutely hate in this movie? Okay. Really disgusting, mm-hmm. low key. It has no business being in this movie. <laughs> the random scene where it's uh, Ward Cleaver is coming in from work and June is vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. And she's wearing her pearls. And he's like, June, you're vacuuming in pearls. You know what that does to me. <laughs> <laughs> they start making out. And then Wally's just watching. Jeez, guys, just go get a room. Yeah. It's so unnecessary. It's, it made the movie super cringe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that does to me? <laughs> unnecessary sexual tension. <laughs> they had to make some kind of reference to her doing housework in Pearls. Uh, I like the scene when... So, so actually, backing up. So they basically, to get the bike, he has the scheme to join the football team. Because one of the things I always remember about this this movie is his dad always saying like, well, when I was a boy, I used to play a lot of Sandlot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was like a trigger word for me. Not in a bad way of just like because I was very familiar with the movie Sandlot. <laughs> that was one, that's an actual staple of our childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime you said Sandlot, I just thought of the movie Sandlot. Which it didn't make sense why I didn't really put that together. That's why that movie's called Sandlot is because they played in a Sandlot. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't know. I didn't really understand that as a kid. So that's why, like, it it seemed like a it stood out to me as a kid when he said the word Sandlot. And there's a funny scene where he like he 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 plays football and he like goes he scores on the wrong goal or whatever. (laughs) He loses the game for him. (laughs) And and one of the kids comes up to him after the game is just like, maybe if you cried a little, people would feel sorry for you. (laughs) (laughs) These kids seem like they've got it all figured out yeah. <laughs> but then obviously he doesn't want to play football and so he does the whole thing where he like pretends he's like not doing well in school so he can like tutor with the teacher after school and not have to go to football mm-hmm. practice so begins the the lies he's trying to maintain throughout the movie <laughs> and he does the classic thing of like coming home afterwards and like he stops by and like bends down in the dirt and like rubs it on his face to the sprinklers Put some water on his head so he feels like he's like sweat a lot. Looked, looked looked good to me. It's passable. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the stuff that I didn't like as much in this movie was like the football stuff. Yeah, it was like those are kind of some of the more filler scenes to me. Um, yeah, but I'd say that uh, one one part that I always remember is the is the scene where because the teacher thinks that he's like having trouble in school or whatever, she recommends they like the family sit down with the school psychiatrist or whatever. <laughs> that is a weird part of the movie. That's for sure. Yeah. They make it look all like ominous a... and like the lights are out in the room and like, there's like a spotlight on them. And <laughs> that's very inconsistent with the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. But that scene has one of my favorite quotes. Make it out. <laughs> I'm not the person you think I am. I'm a terrible person. My best friend just wanted to know what she thought of him. Next thing I know, we're in her laundry room. Making out. Making out. <laughs> I'm not going to give her up. I, I feel like this is one of those scenes where they're they're kind of playing on the whole idea of, because like, the whole, the TV show was like this like picture perfect family of the 50s, this I- mm-hmm. idealized thing. And so this was kind of a scene of of like to show like, well, the Cleavers actually have some problems, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> They've got some flaws. Uh, but yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. It's just because of that that line there. Wally's lament. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about the the bully that actually takes his bike 
as far as like he looked familiar i i don't know what that i've seen him else like if i've seen him in anything else but i actually like him isn't i don't know why like he like i like his his kid i don't know he's he's not a good guy but i like his performance and it's like fun it's better than kyle kyle is just like the worst <laughs> Yeah. He's just like, okay, thanks for the fizz, bud. <laughs> Gross. Like, all his lines are like, I don't know, like even cringy, it. but I love all the lines of the other kid, and I don't know why, I just think they're funny. Yeah. I like the scene at the, just, yeah, at the, at the end when he's like, when Beaver climbs up in the coffee cup, and he's like, alright, I did it, can I get my bike? He's like, okay, kid, alright, deal's a deal, come down and get it. And he's like, I can't, I'm trapped. And he's like, hey, kid, are you welching on our deal? <laughs> Kids today, they got no moral code. <laughs> Kyle's like, yeah, man, I know. Another, like, cringy line Kyle says is when, like, he runs into her to Karen at the uh, ice rink. And she introduces mm-hmm. him to Wally. And he's just like, yeah, like, we used to, like, take baths together. <laughs> Creep. I just hate him. The whole thing with Karen and and Kyle is like weird because like, yeah, she like leaves with him and whatever. Cause he's like, Oh, he wants to talk or whatever. But then it's like, it's just taken as far as like, Oh, he got dumped. Which he, right. which he no, did. no, she said that to make her feel better. I just start. She, I just, she chose Kyle you know, in that moment. It just seemed like open-ended. Because he was being too much of a nice guy. Yeah. It just seemed like more open-ended, but then obviously like they don't like hang out anymore after that. Until the right. very end, when they're chasing the bully on the bike, and until until Kyle gets into the fudge, then she's like, "You need a little bit of topping." Such a, that, that was such a cheesy line. She sprays whipped cream all she, over. She was done with him when when he couldn't when she had to pay for her own soda. Yeah, she was done with him at that point. <laughs> she just needed an excuse <laughs> to get out. And Wally was no more Mister Nice Guy, yeah. and he shoved him into the fudge, which is a cool, huge vat of fudge. Like, yeah. Who's going to have that at a fair? I know, so it's There's There is one line, uh, one scene earlier on, uh, where they run in, the, 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 the two bullies like run into each other at the pizza place or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh man, sweet bike. And he's like, thanks man, I stole it off some kid. And then, then he's like, <laughs> hey, who's the chick? He's like, stole him off some guy. <laughs> and it just cuts to Karen Stupid. and she's like, oh, okay, thanks for talking about me this way. Appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah it still doesn't like yeah he's like a scumbag but it's just like it doesn't really like make karen much more likable either i don't know no, i don't like karen now karen sucks she has poor judgment in guys <laughs> but she's just like what 13 or 12 or 13 or something so it's like yeah hey um what but before they get even to that i i've always one thing that stuck out I told you about like the whole, you know, the love plot with Wally. I just remember that montage of them like hanging out and going on dates and stuff. <laughs> and I like the music. The music is like so good in this in this movie. I like the soundtrack of like the love theme in this. <laughs> yeah, it's like better than it needs to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, and especially at the end of all that, they cut away and you see like Beaver and his friends <laughs> like watching them from afar and they're kissing and they're like, ew. <laughs> and uh one of the kids is like he looks like he's having more fun than i ever did with a slinky <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> there's so many quotes in this it's movie. so this movie about. is so funny and maybe it's not consistent but i just love it uh one thing i definitely didn't understand the first time i watched this movie was just like why he goes by beaver let's talk about bert the pie man what i'm looking at right now all of he's a stunt double in a bunch of movies. Like he's not, he's like a stunt coordinator and a stunt guy. Mm -hmm. Like in like pirates of the Caribbean grown ups, the book of Eli, Alvin and the chipmunks war of the worlds. Like he's in a lot of stuff as a a stunt double, but I don't see anything. I'm talking about the pie guy. Well, he he had a lot of yeah. stunts in this movie. He got a lot of pies like thrown at him. That's true. <laughs> he did fly. <laughs> um. Anyways, his name is Bert the Pie Man, and he actually sponsored our episode because he's got to get some business from all the pies that he's lost. That's right. 
Um, so yeah, this today's episode is actually sponsored by Bert the Pie Guy's Pies. So good, you'll want them all over you. <laughs> and they're, uh, you know, made in the USA. Good old Mayfield. Check them out at the next Mayfield Mighty Mites Fair. There, there was an unreasonable amount of people at this uh, Little League football game. <laughs> it was right next to the fair. So oh, yeah. well, I guess that's it. true. They had a carnival going on and stuff. You want to talk about Larry? Mm. I don't have much to say <laughs> other than I, I, uh, I always remember him from this movie and uh, Jingle All the Way. That was him. Yeah, okay, Th- that kid is portrayed in movies as the token fat yes. kid. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> hey Beef, you gonna finish that? <laughs> After he snorts down. <laughs> four whole cupcakes and then he has to have the two cookies (laughs) and one of the things that we've always quoted from that that part is just like gee larry take a breath (laughs) he's like (laughs) he's just inhaling him (laughs) i don't even think he (laughs) i think he was eating the papers too want to go to the library we can look at the national geographic with the native girls of chalaka (laughs) (laughs) oh man what a great influence on beaver Hmm. so at the end when they like figure out that uh, the beaver's not, like, going to the football games. It's because, like, his dad actually gets mm. off work early one day and, like, shows up. It's like, the, the best thing yeah. about this is I can actually keep, catch one of beaver's games. <laughs> and he shows up, and he, he doesn't see him. And so he talks to the coach and figures it all out. But one thing I thought was weird was, like, his boss goes with him to the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why does it... Oh, because they carpool. Oh, they carpool. That makes sense. Yeah. And I don't know if it's his boss or if it's, like, I, it looks like he's like a lawyer or something. So maybe he's like a partner in his law firm or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, the, the, his coworker had some like wisecrack to say, have to say when his dad was like, oh, I don't see him anywhere. And he's like, maybe he was drafted by the Packers. <laughs> oh, that speaking of the Packers, the birthday party at the beginning yeah. where he got the bike. Did you not notice that like it was football themed? Yes, but like, Every other kid had a different team hat that they liked. Uh, I didn't really pay attention to that, no. Like, there was not one duplicate team. Hmm. And every kid had, like, a different team name hat. Which, and the hat had all the same design, so the props weren't very creative on that. But, like, (laughs) thinking about, like, growing up, if you're in the same... I don't know where this is set. Probably California. Yeah, I just assume California. Because he had a... Forty ers hat on. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Wouldn't all the other mm-hmm. kids have? Wouldn't the other kids have Forty ers or some other local team? Like all of our friends were Bucks fans. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> like they had, they had Buffalo Bills teams, Packers hats. It was. Yeah, that is that random. is kind of weird. You'd think that they'd all have like more local stuff. Just wanted representation from all the all the teams. The the biggest like standout scene for me that I've always remembered just as a kid is just Beaver climbing up and getting stuck in that coffee cup, that whole yeah. dare. Yep. You know, exactly. I, I feel like this, like <laughs> just, it was just such a, a moment of drama. So it's just like, Oh man, I don't know if he's <laughs> going to get out. I don't know. His dad's climbing up know, to man, get him and stuff. You know, I, I saw whenever he was going uh-huh. up the lattice, he walked by a, a couple sitting at the cafe. <laughs> They're still just like chilling. And, like he like, away from them. they did, were just talking they see this little six-year-old climbing up a building and they're like no get down yeah no one even like looks his way <laughs> <laughs> as far as like him getting dared to go up there i i don't know why i just feel like this is just like a real thing that would happen though like yes it's a movie but i feel like it's realistic like the like the, the whole yeah. the whole it, the conversations between him and the bully I just feel like are really like true to life. <laughs> like someone would do that with just like, Hey, let me see your bike real quick. And then like, you know, you know, ride yeah. around on it and show you some tricks and then like end up just driving off with it. <laughs> I never had my bike stolen, so I can't really yeah. relate. I mean, me neither, but just like, there's some things that are just like stereotypical, like bully things that happens in movies. And maybe this is one of them, but I just like, I just buy it in this movie. I don't know why. And I think it's just cause I saw this at such a young age that mm-hmm. it had an impression on me. But I wanted to talk about, you know, the whole ending there. The whole movie is just like him doing stuff and not not meaning to be like to do the wrong thing. He's just like naive and kind of gets tricked into doing things. Mm. And that's why I just feel like the movie is just really relatable because everyone can relate to like times in their life when they like 
they did like stupid stuff they didn't mean to and they got in trouble for it you know it's like their friend was doing something and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time yes for sure and even even the scene when you know he has the heart you know the heart to heart with his dad up top you know of just like you did something stupid and like i feel like there's just times that people have all experienced where you know people were just glad to know you were okay at the end of it and like Mm -hmm. you didn't you didn't actually get in trouble because <laughs> you had already punished yourself enough. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just find the ver- the ending scene. I feel it like, yeah, it's kind of cheesy, but I feel like it's like, I don't know, heartwarming. And so I've always liked the scene at the end. And it just always yeah, like it. stood out to me. I don't know why. It's just, it's just, I feel like it's very relatable. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you, do you have any takeaways from this movie, Jonathan? I feel like the lesson learned here is just like, you got to be more street smart than Beaver. <laughs> but he yeah. is just a kid. You got to learn the- He's learning the hard yeah. way, but he's that's, that's the whole thing about his character is just like he always he just always gets into trouble and it's not he doesn't mean to. He's just like wrong place at the wrong time. It's just there's just people like that. Well, he listens to too many people. That's what it is. We we all know people that just like, you know, it's, if, whether it's a coworker, just like always something crazy always happens to them over the weekend, you know? <laughs> yeah. And there's some people where you're like, oh, I don't know if I believe that. But then there are the people like, no, your life is crazy. I don't know how that happens to you all the time. You know, <laughs> this is like there's just some people that just seem like they're in a movie, you know, or in a TV show. Yeah. And uh, well, I, you know, I think Beaver says the takeaway at the very end because he they make the joke of like he's got the bike in his bedroom at the end and he's polishing it up again. And mm-hmm. they're asking him, you know, so are you going to be more careful with your bike next time? And he's like. Oh, I don't plan on riding it. I'm going to keep it in my room where it's safe. <laughs> so if yeah. you get a bike, no, I had a... keep it in your room where it's safe. <laughs> yes, that's very good advice. Don't ever use the things that you've been yes. given. Don't ever use your talents. <laughs> what I took away from it was that, one, the, 1950, the 1950s parenting style doesn't really work well anymore or ever. I don't know if it did. That's debatable. Hmm. And two... Um, scary stories aren't actually scary when you don't have a bike anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're not so great when you don't have a girl anymore either. Yeah. And Eddie's like, maybe I should lose something so I could be like you sad sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to wrap up, I guess with the ending, cause you, you always think like the coffee cup scene is going to be the climax of the movie, but then it, it ends mm-hmm. really with him like joining, you know, rejoining the football team and, and winning that, that team or winning that game. And so that's where the resolution of it's like they win the game, Wally gets the girl, and Beaver gets his bike back, you know. There's really not much of a linear plot to this. It's just very scattered. Yeah. It's just all about uh Beaver wants the bike, he loses the bike, he gets it back in the end. Wally wants a girlfriend, he gets a girlfriend, he loses his girlfriend, he gets her back in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kid wants bike, kid gets bike. Kids bike gets stolen. Yes. <laughs> and before we wrap it up, we teased talking about the soundtrack, so I got to talk about it for a few minutes. This soundtrack, I just randomly like came across it because I was I was listening to soundtracks, and um, this one was like recommended because I guess I was listening to kids' movie soundtracks or whatever. And this may be like, I don't know. I, it's not a hot take, but the composer for this movie, Randy Edelman, Edelman or something, he just might be my favorite like kids movie movie score composer. What else? Has he's he done, done some some of like our top movies. He's done this movie. He's done Angels in the Outfield, The, the Big okay. Green, and I feel like that. I feel like there's one one music. more really big one. Let me pull it up. But like, I just really, his are like scores that I've gone and listened to and I really enjoy. <laughs> Not really listen mm-hmm. to them. And mm-hmm. when I saw that he did this one, I was actually really excited because I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. My only complaint is that uh, I feel like some of the themes were like overused during throughout the movie. They were just like repeated a lot because the movie didn't have mm-hmm. any like actual songs in it. It was just like, you know, score soundtrack and that sort of thing so right and it's not a high budget film yeah so, so. there was limited number of of things that were produced or whatever but he's done he's done a lot mm-hmm. of stuff but specifically as far as kids movies go 
Beethoven second. He did the first two Beethoven movies, which I remember seeing, but like they were never like my favorites. But but I like they were good. Beethoven movies. I think there was just like too many of them. After a while, they they just made so yeah. many of them. They turned into like straight to DVD, you know, <laughs> type stuff yeah. that you knew weren't going to be any good. Beethoven. Tall Tale was a movie that I watched one time at Ben Sanford's house. So, okay, I bet I bet that's a pretty good soundtrack. I remember watching Tall. I remember checking that out. For he the did library. Gone Fishing, which was like one of my favorite movies Ooh. as a kid. That is your I, movie for sure. I just loved that movie. I thought it was hilarious, and I know it's bad, and I can't wait to rewatch that one. But <laughs> he did that. But yeah, I just feel like specifically, like Leave It to Beaver, Angels in the Outfield, and The Big Green. These are just like r- movies that we really liked, and the scores are just really memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big Green has a lot of like regular like songs in it as well, but I feel like the, the yeah. theme music in it mm-hmm. is very memorable as well. So. Anyway, he's one of my favorite kids movie composers. I mean, he's not John Williams, but, you know. <laughs> no, no. But I just, I uh, I re-listened to this, and I was just, like, really surprised at how much I really liked the music. And I've listened to it over and over again. So, just wanted to bring that up. If you're looking for a recommendation on something, I would recommend checking that out. I think the love theme is pretty good. Uh... There's a track called The Neighborhood Sleeps at the end, which is kind of the, the finale, which I think is really good. Wally's Lament is a track. <laughs> is that yeah, what there's it's a track called Wally's Lament. Really? I just came up with Father that. Father and Son. It's just like it's just a very heartwarming score for the movie and I really like it. Um Beaver's World is a good one. Musically, I did want to bring one one thing up. Uh at the end when they're in the bedroom and he is like wiping down his bike again, you know, after he's gotten it back. He's like whistling the theme song of the actual the theme of the show. Yeah. I noticed that. And I think the the final, you know, music at the end kind of incorporates some of that uh, original theme music into the new music. So yeah. <clears throat> fits it it's nicely. a good, it's a good ending. It's a good finale. It says uh, the neighborhood sleeps. So, and then the, the newspaper hanging up on his, uh, on his door looks like it says the headline was leave it to beaver. Which was oh yeah. Yeah. They're doing the news story of about him being trapped in the coffee cup. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we've talked about this a lot longer than anybody else ever has. So <laughs> we want to know if anyone else <laughs> yeah. has actually seen this movie before, but <laughs> probably not. Yeah. So Jeremy, do you want to keep talking about this movie for any longer? Thank you, Jonathan, but I'd rather go through third grade a hundred times more than listen to your ugly voice for one minute. <laughs> Beaver's such a savage. I forgot I forgot about that. The whole character of like Judy. <laughs> She's so annoying. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> Anyways, no, I don't have anything else to say. I think we can go ahead and wrap this All up. All right. Um, our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman. And he actually updated our profile picture. And if you want to go check us out on Instagram, give us a follow there. We'll be posting about this pretty soon. Check out our new profile picture. It's pretty yeah. legit. I'm a huge fan. Um, and you can find us. You can find him at Cap and Cool Guy. And then us at Inside Quotes Cast. Um, and then rate us. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening through there. And I don't know. Just say hi. Yeah. We love, we love you guys listening to us rant about our childhood even though you have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> we're gonna keep doing this even with with or without listeners yep. at all <laughs> at this point it's just a good chance for me yeah. and jeremy to catch up every week so it works it works Pretty out much. and talk about our favorite thing so movies <laughs> but yeah I was, I was glad we got to to rewatch this one and i'm looking forward to next week but i don't actually know what we're going to be watching next week jeremy you want to give us a hint um this is a movie that i watched this week already and it made me really want to talk about it um (laughs) it is let's just say it is completely and utterly inconceivable (laughs) you know what i'm talking about i do i do so you're just being lazy because you don't want to watch a new movie so you're just picking one you already picked that you already watched i'll watch it again again. yeah (laughs) yeah for sure I'm, i'm looking forward to this next one this will be good. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a special guest. Another very quotable movie. 
that's it for us on this side of Inside Quotes. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Later. Now, Dottie the Dinosaur had never seen a human being before. Such a tiny creature who only walks on two legs and eats berries. Couldn't be much of a hunter, said Dottie. I heard that Billy cried to the towering beast above him. Could you speak up, Dottie said? I can barely hear you down there. Billy could hardly imagine what the next insult would come out of this long-necked, sharp-toothed, drooling beast would be. And as Billy started to walk away, a big, leathery fang paw scooped him up and held him to its nose. At this time, in a quieter, sweeter voice, Dottie said with what seemed like a tear running down her cheek, Hey, Dad, I really like the way you read to me. I thank you, Beaver. Uh, you wouldn't be sucking up again, would you, son? Oh, no, Dad, it's still a while till Christmas. Well, what does she look like? Really said Realizing how stupid the question was. I mean, what you